Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. You know who's also back? Texas, baby. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the architect behind the statue of Bill Clark that needs to be erected in Birmingham, Alabama. And with me is AJ, Paolo, no matter what, Marchese. Oh, perfect pick. The Magic's just got NBA on their heads again, Rob. They're the best franchise in sports. Today we're going to unveil our NFL GM tiers. That's it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Uh, Last week we let the funk out by not having an episode, AJ. Thoughts? Yeah, it got it got really funky in the world, Rob. Uh, how was your week off? What'd you do? Uh, I went traveling. Nice. Did you see anything interesting? Yeah, I went to not northern Ontario, but mid Ontario. Mm, the the beautiful mid Ontario. Yep. You ever you ever taken the four hundred four? It's my favorite <laughs> highway. God's country, as we like to call it. Yeah, I took the 404 up and the 400 back. Two favorite I highways. Like I don't like that. No, you gotta you gotta just choose one. No one knows what we're talking about. Let's 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 talk about NFL GMs, Rob. No, I got I got something first. Okay. I need your Arch Manning take. I've been just inhaling Arch Manning content. Uh, I respect. Do you think he's good? Choice. No, he's a, he's gonna be a bust. Okay. Uh, what what's the odds that he's gonna be a bust, Rob? Okay, so. My partial, I read a lot about recruiting. It's mm-hmm. my greatest downfall. And like, I've been reading about Arch Manning for like three years. And by all accounts, anyone who actually understands the recruiting stuff and like, like the 247 guys or like Ari Wasserman with the athletic, yeah. um, 
like Arch Manning is a five star. Arch Manning is good. Like they're like, yeah, he's got he's getting more clout obviously because of his last name. Yeah. But like he really isn't that far off from Quinn Ewers, for example, coming out. Like they're like he's not getting a major bump because of his last name. Like the the if he was bad, he wouldn't be getting this hype. Like use any I know it's the Manning has Mannings have a little bit more clout, but like Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't a five star, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's so, still not the Mannings though. But yeah, I mean I'm not. I, I do I I know, but like point point being, like the the name doesn't I the Manning name carries more clout than any other name. Yeah. Yes. At that position. But yeah, especially at that position. Yeah. But like there's been like sons of other Hall of Famers who have like clearly did not get a bump in recruiting. Uh, because of their last name and like Marvin Harrison Jr. is a good example because like he he's outplayed all the other five stars uh, that came in his class with him. Like I don't and he wasn't a five star. I, I, I'm just my point more so is like people like people people are like oh my god like he's like he wouldn't be good if he wasn't oh, a Manning and like I, I saw a TikTok and it was like oh. this unrecruited kid put up better high school numbers than Arch Manning. Just like okay, but. I don't. I don't know. This kid in Ohio is probably un, under ranked, but that doesn't mean Arch Manning just because he didn't throw for as many yards is bad. No, I, I don't think he's like you know a fucking three star, and because he's a Manning, he's a five star. But I, yeah, exactly. I do also That's think kind that, of my point. Like being like you know the highest rated recruit, you know, perfect grade, where the fuck almost. I think that that probably gets with the Manning name and just like the social media cloud and blah blah blah. Um, but I mean, look look how many five star quarterbacks like. Like a more more five star quarterbacks than than not come out in our our bus. I feel like you know what I mean. Oh, save that for the off season pod. Yeah, I don't look know look at look at the Texas list of their their highest ranked quarterback recruits. Oh, did you see me tweet that? Yeah. It's pretty good. Right? Most of them yeah, are just, not good. That was more about Texas doesn't know how to develop than it was about the rankings are bad. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, um, I feel like it's both. It's high. Look, you're talking about high school oh. kids. You never know what they're going to turn into. Isadora Newman or whatever is a private school too, so it's not even playing the best kids in Nor or in Louisiana. There you go. Uh, last question. Who? What are the odds both Ewers and Manning are good? Like, put a percent percentage on it. A hundred being they both become first round NFL picks. Uh, thirty. Okay. I'm gonna go low. Does either of them become a Heisman contender? Are we talking like like real like in the season or like not a favorite in preseason? No, like like finalists. They're they're at the ceremony. I uh, it's hard to say no because they're so hyped, but I kind of want to say no because Sark still hasn't odds, proven it. Odds are against it too, and odds are just against it. Yeah, so I'll if uh, if I had to put money, I'll say no. Does either become a first round pick? I will say Christian Hackenberg was a second round pick and he was bad. So yeah, yeah. Arch Manning could be like not good and still have the last name and be a first round yeah, pick. T- theoretically, Tebow got was a first round pick just based off you know success, like not quarterback talent. Like so, yeah. If, if I were to put money, I'd, I'd think I'd take that one. Just I don't know. Okay, will will Texas finish top ten ranked in Arch Manning's career? Yeah, but not because of him. Not because of Arch? No, because of everything else. Just Texas is back, baby. Uh, it, 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 because of the logo on the helmet, no one no one in the uniform. How, how much do you actually trust Stark? 
sarcasm like i like sarc I, I like but i think i like him and, and you saw flashes of what he can do like the way he he schemes up receivers is incredible but yeah i don't know he went five and seven in his first first year yeah uh casey thompson put up some numbers and transferred i don't know because like it's all just gonna be dependent on if yours or manning is good mm-hmm. really pretty much uh, I do. I believe that Sark's gonna get players that Texas drafted again. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have any last year. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I think they'll put skill players in the NFL under Sark. I don't know if that means he is gonna will win last SEC long. championships. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like they've got a, like Nair, Worthy, uh, Bijan Robinson. Like they got guys who are gonna. They, yeah, for sure. But who will they be drafted by? Well, that depends on uh, how the GMs in the NFL feel about them. And uh, there's plenty of GMs in the NFL. 32, <laughs> theoretically. Ooh. Actually, 31 because the Bengals don't officially have a, anyone with a GM title. Um, uh, although Duke Tobin's the de facto. Uh, and, and some teams like the, the Cowboys have Jerry Jones owning that GM title when he's not truly the gm i don't think mm-hmm. um but i theorized aj that there are seven tiers of gms in the nfl may uh, i hear the tears the tears yes, for tears please hey uh i uh i was at a concert the other night and the band covered the tears for fear song what, what um song? i forget what it's called um the big song they have um anyway 32 GMs, seven tiers. The tiers are as followed. One, tier one being the best, tier seven being the worst. Tier seven is the dumpster fire tier. Okay. Tier six is bland as soda crackers. Oh, I was hoping you'd laugh at that when you did. I'm just listen, I'm listening very intently. I want to hear them all. Tier five is the unknown. Okay. Tier four is the chaos tier. Tier three is the up-and-comers. Tier two is full confidence of the fans. And tier one are the Super Bowl architects. Can I put your tiers in tiers? Or you'll have to listen to uh, Seven Rounds in Heaven Plus for that. We'll cut it for Seven Rounds in Heaven Plus, but I'd like to hear right now. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll do it. So, okay, I'm going to say it now. But now we're back to the regular show. I'm so confused. Let's start the show. Wait, I want to know the, your tears of my tears. Oh, uh, three, two, six, five, four, one, seven. Oh. Yeah, I, I agreed. Blanda soda crackers is the best tier. Um, okay, so we'll start. We'll start by going. To, we'll start with tier seven. We'll mm-hmm. work our way up to tier one. Uh, off the bat, if you've got it, like we won't even. I, I won't throw t- uh, GM names. Uh, off the bat, if you've got someone that comes to mind that fits that tier perfectly, we'll just throw them in, we'll discuss them a little bit, and we'll go from there. Thoughts? Is that, does that work for you? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, All right. Dumpster tier fire. Tier 7, dumpster fire. Any GM jumping off the page for you can I, can as I a dumpster fire GM? Can I propose a Trent Balky? Trent Balky was the reason I came up with this tier. <laughs> Good. Um, t- definition of a dumpster fire right now? Like, 
It, it's, it's part of it is he he ruined the 49ers yep. too, so that left he a did. bad taste in our mouths. I feel like that people was like, like did not give that enough attention when it happened. East Coast bias. No, they, East Coast bias. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he he imploded what the 49ers could have had as a, mm-hmm. a year in year out contender. Um, left a bad taste in our mouth. Took some time off. Joined Jacksonville in 2020. Somehow ended up their GM. Shad Khan has kept him despite he hired Urban Meyer. Yep. Course corrected now theoretically with Doug Peterson, but even so, it's like just the process of this draft. Uh, even though I like Travon Walker and I think that 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 was a fine pick at the top, it wouldn't have been my pick, but like it wasn't too much. Like it wasn't a massive fuck up or anything. Um, just the fact that there doesn't seem to be continuity between him and Doug Peterson already based off this is, is not great. And he just has a bad history of aligning with his, he- <laughs> with his head coaches. And also it's just like, it doesn't make any sense how he survived the Urban Meyer era. Like that, it's still pretty dumbfounding there, but yeah, it does. I don't know who <laughs> is Shrimp Bob going to become uh, like Supreme ruler in Jacksonville or do you think like, Next I don't time, know, push because, comes a shove. They're, they're signing with Peterson, or the cons, let, the cons are signing with Peterson. Let, let's review some of the things he has done. What, like, I don't know. Sure, Urban Meyer was in charge last year, maybe. Like, yeah. had final say. But Balky's, I don't know. Like, you have to put the blame on Balky for being in the room and being part of hiring him. Absolutely. So, they, they take ATN the first round when they have James Robinson. Uh, this offseason, they... they they reset the receiver market by paying Christian Kirk, and they overpaid Zay Jones. Well, Zay Jones can get anything he wants in my book, but yeah. Uh, they do, like I like them taking like I, I thought Chad Mumo was a great pick, but it didn't make sense with the trade up for Devin Lloyd. Yeah, it didn't. And they they just do things they do things differently, AJ. Like like Fortner was a good pick, but it was a little I don't know. Like I don't want to get too nitpicky with guys we haven't seen play yet, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it just feels like. They do things. They do things without, like, a lot of sense. It's it's kind of like a little bit card- – not – the Cardinals are doing it weird in a different way, but just but there doesn't it, seem okay. like there's a gr- – yeah, there just doesn't – some GMs just don't seem to have a great plan, whereas, like, using uh, an example of the polar opposite is Ozzie Newsom, Eric DaCosta, like, yeah. have the most plan. I don't know, yeah, and, like, that team, like, yeah, Urban Meyer's a shitty fucking coach, but, like, last year, you, I don't think – People expected the Jags to be that f- terrible. And, of course, that comes down to Urban Meyer being maybe the worst head coach in history. But. Trevor Lawrence was maybe the greatest quarterback prospect of all time. Exactly. And, and, like, there was enough flashes, and they got rid of Urban Meyer quick enough that I have great hope still for him. Yeah. But the fact that he struggled as much as he did, I, I think, shocked everyone. Exactly. So, my question is, is Baki in the dumpster fire tier on his own? Or, or do, you, do you have someone else to nominate here? Um, I think Martin Mayhew, you know, okay, perhaps that, that was going to be the but, other name I was going to name because he is in the dumpster fire of the organization. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like it's the, the Washington commanders are the most dumpster fiery team in the NFL from yep. owner through. Yep. Uh, and, and so like, maybe it's not specifically Mayhew who was I at the time a weird hire. Did, they like co-hired him. And, remember, I swear they announced like. It was reported that Marty Herney was going to be the GM, and then like an hour later, it was Martin Mayhew, and Marty yeah. Herney is his right hand man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But like Mayu was a bad GM for and had a long leash with the Detroit Lions back in the day, uh, if you remember. Um, and then like kind of bounced around and then ended up. It, it's similar to Balky where like he had a bad tenure somewhere else, but got like it was just a retread hire for some reason. Yeah. For a team known for doing stupid things, and so I. I kind of do want to argue that Martin Mayu deserves to be in the dumpster fire. Um, not only because, like, it's not all because of him. It no, has more to do with the franchise itself. But, yeah. but what do you think? I just feel like he doesn't deserve to go anywhere else. No, I, I think that's totally fair. Like, where else are you going to put him? And maybe he had a, what was it, plain as milk? Maybe he had a plan. Plan as soda crackers. Soda crackers. Soda crackers. Like he he trades for Carson once, gives up two third round picks. That's soda crackers. They 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 draft another top one hundred running back. That's a soda cracker draft. They overdraft Jahan Dotson. I like Jahan Dotson. I think he'll be a fine football player. But he overdrafts Jahan Dotson. Um, I, I know like this isn't on him, but like Antonio Gibson isn't as good as he should be. Like you know what I mean? Like that's on the coat. But like I don't know. Like. There's a lot of dumpster fire things on the field and not just in the ownership rooms and everywhere else in, in that organization and the literal shit bursting out of the pipes. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard not to call him a dumpster like, fire because of where he is, too. You know what and, I mean? And, 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 and while Trevor Lawrence was like, this can't miss quarterback and Balky and co kind of stunted his growth, Chase Young had a great rookie year, but he, he was off to a bad start last year. And that Washington Commanders, before he got hurt, Commander's defense was not nearly what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a top five incredible there, yeah. front seven. And, and meanwhile, like, they, they draft Jalman Davis in the first round, and, like, players are saying, like, he doesn't know where he is on the field. It's just, like, I it's I think it's less egregious uh, uh, compared to Balky because the the rest of the franchise is such a dumpster fire. It takes it – like, I'm sure people don't even realize Martin May used the GM. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, be, be, because it's all, like – Fucking Dan Snyder should not be allowed to be an NFL owner. Uh, uh, Jack Del Rio's out there saying insane things. Ron Rivera's reading the Second Amendment over and over. <laughs> like I don't know what's happening in Washington, but it's not going well. Um, and and I think Mayu is he's the only other person I think I'd argue for the dumpster fire guy. I'm fine putting him. He was that was I was gonna say Boggy first and then Mayu second. So let's put him here. Uh, he can be 31. You know what I mean? If we're putting it like that. Yeah. So you wouldn't argue anyone else for this tier? I don't think so. I don't think anyone else is bad enough to deserve it. We got a lot of new GMs too. You know, it's. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move into tier six. Blandest soda crackers. So these guys are, are, are to me are GMs that aren't necessarily disgusting, like like the Balkies and the Mayus. They're not damning their teams to death, but they're also not doing a whole lot to get you excited about the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe here they make a good move, but there they make a, a, a corresponding move that n- negates it type thing. Um, I have one GM who f- immediately jumps to mind for this category. Uh, uh, is it Steve Kime? It is Steve Kime. I'm good at the my Kimester. job, baby. Yeah, I think he's the one that just screams this right now, especially after the, the, the draft they're coming off of. He, he's been a GM for a long time yep for a franchise that's found success with him as the gm but they always seem to kind of trip up they get in their own way they do things weird we were talking about like their current team building plan doesn't make any sense they trade for hollywood brown they they they're paying hop a ton of money they they draft another tight end after bringing back zach Ertz. 
Um, it's just all very confusing in, in, in the being weird about Kyler Murray. And I, I feel like this is his, his zone. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think he's kind of the definition of this. Because, like you said, he's done good things. But it, I don't know. It almost feels like it's time for him to move on. But they're afraid to because they're just such a weird franchise right now. Yeah, and like he's been there since '99. Like he he's worked his way up. Like yeah. he, uh, he he has a good relationship um, with the owner. So I feel like he he is kind of a little bit too invincible. Um, but he does enough to get by and retain his job. Mm-hmm. Now, I no, I totally agree. And obviously, they've had some playoff success. He doesn't have like a poor record in his time there either you know what i mean like like he's above 500 in his in his tenure but not a lot of playoff success right yeah like no one's out there saying he's a top 10 gm or anything no never i don't think he's never been that good now i don't think he's like you know the 20 like if we're we're not ranking the gms right now i don't think he's like, the 30th worst gm like when 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 they were good under Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians got the credit. When yeah. they're good now, it's because they have they they got Kyler Murray and like kudos to him for moving on from Josh Rosen and finding Kyler Murray. But he also did draft Josh Rosen. He did. He did. And so, he so did we, he so. he did hire um what's his name Steve Wilkes. Yeah, he did. Where's Steve Wilkes now? He ran Missouri's defense into the ground, and now where is he? Now he's suing. He is him. the Panthers' defensive passing game coordinator. It's a good job. Uh, and he's suing the NFL yeah, and, and calling job, Steve out, Steve Kime out for being a getting Deweys too. So that's not great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kime Kime also might not be a great guy. No. Um, <laughs> any other GM that immediately comes to mind for you for this? Uh, immediately, not not immediately. Do you have anyone else that you want to? I, I think Chris Greer belongs here. Okay, I think that that's a good one. That's a good one. Because that, that's another guy where he's been there. Yeah, he's had the leash uh, since, what, 2016? I think so. And, and like, he is missed on quarterbacks. He is uh, – yeah, so he's been GM since 2016, but he's been with the organization since 2000. It's mm-hmm. very similar to Kyan. Yeah. Uh, he, he's missed – likely is missed on Tua – um yeah he is he's missed like uh austin jackson seemed like a bad pick at the time and it definitely seems that way now yeah and uh Uh, like coaching turnover and yeah i don't know it's been a like and they're what like i don't know they made the playoffs the one year under him and he's like pushing 500 but it's another team that just i mean maybe now the vision's coming out a bit more but it's still a little murky with two at the helm but it's Plus, like the weird, never had that right, like proper vision. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's just someone who's struggled to align with his head coach. Like yeah. him, and Brian Flores clearly didn't get along despite despite Flores finding success there. Yeah. Um, uh, they apparently try to get Sean Payton. It doesn't work out. Try to get Tom Brady. It, didn't work. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just been a lot of that. Uh, and, and, and like the draft picks have been pretty hit or miss. Like I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned Tua uh, earlier, but like Noah I hasn't done anything. No, that was a bad pick. C- Christian Wilkins has been fine, but maybe not worth where he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, they've really struggled to build this offensive line. They've spent capital on it. This offseason, I think he gets a little bit of a bump because he acquires Terry Kill, because he signs Toronto Armstead. But we haven't actually seen those guys in, in play yet, so we can't really 
uh, high five him on those. Also, like, how much of that is his, you know, hard work as opposed to like just South Beach being a destination? No tax, state tax. Yeah, like Miami should be. I know it's been proven to be a very hard place to build a build a winner, right? Like you know, in the last forty years since Marino left, thirty years, whatever. Um, but it should be an easy place to build, right? And he, theoretically, had, theoretically, and he's had a long leash and he hasn't done it. I I mean, look across town. Pat Riley's turned the Heat into a perennial contender. Yeah, and Derek Jeter turned the Marlins around in an alternate universe. Uh, did the Florida Panthers play in Miami? They do, yeah. Sunrise, Florida, which is... Hey, they set that NHL record for goals. And then they lost another Florida team, which is fine, you know. Florida hockey's strong. Florida, the hockey capital. That's what they say. Yeah, okay, anyway. Uh, would you put... I don't want to end up with too many GMs in one tier. Do you feel anyone else is deserving of the Blanda Soda Crackers tier? The best tier we've got. I don't know if anyone's really deserving right now. I, I think I think Ziegler might end up here, but I can't call my shot already. <laughs> yeah, I know that that feels like a good one. Like him and uh, Josh McDaniels will like consistently go nine and eight and eight and nine yeah, together. They'll, they'll be the next generation of this tier. But do we do we just call our shot now and put them here? <laughs> no, I feel like we have okay. to put we have to be safe. All right, we have no right. proof of that yet. Um, the draft is it too or like i'd throw scott fitter here i feel fine i don't know any like scott yeah. fitter uh, uh, do is it too early do we have to it, uh, it realistically it's too early but in reality it's not if that makes sense <laughs> like are there any gm like nick casario is he bland as soda crackers or do we just not know yet because he's inherited a weird situation no he's he's gonna land here he might he he might be chaos though that's a good point that's a good point i forgot about the chaos tier okay let's 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 pick let's let's put fitterer here if you're cool with that yeah yeah i i I do he's like been gm for what a year it's january 2021 yeah year and a half and it it feels like he's it feels like he's put like his fingerprints aren't on this team at all like it's it's rules team more than his yeah, and rule hasn't done a good job, and I don't know he just kind of exists in the Matt Rule realm. Matt Rule like doesn't know him. Scott Scott Fitterer might be a good GM, but I don't think that's going to happen in Carolina. I like I like I love like the icky pick. They didn't fuck that up. Like yeah. good for Scott Fitterer. Yeah. Um, but what have what have they done like? I don't. I don't know what. How have they gotten better? Like they, they, like once they trade for Baker, he he moves up a tier, of course. But for now, <laughs> like they bring in Sam Darnold, they oh, they trade up for Matt Corral and overdraft him. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know. Like the good players on the team aren't weren't because of him for the most part. Uh, we, we the the jury's still out on J C Horn because he got hurt. Yeah. Um, Terrace Marshall like they, did fuck all last year. Like. Yeah, Terrace Marshall and Derek Brown look like bad picks. Yeah. Um. He didn't. He wasn't there for Brian Burns. I guess, I don't know. They paid Shaq Thompson. Uh, Brady Christensen. Like that. I think that's a good sign it, it, of the disconnect, it, right? Can, can Can I tell you a camp murmur I heard sure. that? Uh, 
apparently Brady Christensen's getting the reps at left tackle, and Icky's playing right tackle and oh. not happy about it. And we heard Rule mention multiple times last year that Christian doesn't have the arms to play a tackle. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, and it does, yeah, okay, it doesn't make sense. So let's let's happily put him here. I feel like this is a good a good uh, tier for the GMs who like don't seem to align with their head coaches. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> and I, I think that's you know that represents because they're playing because you don't see what they actually do. They got no spice yeah. to them, if you will, Rob. Yeah. All right. Anyone else we want to argue here? I think we can move on. Okay. Into the the unknown where there's so many new GMs that there's gonna be a lot of guys here. There is. So we got. I don't know how much you want to get into, guys. We'll throw Dave Ziegler's name here, who I wanted for the... Well, for, first, the, the newest of GMs is, is Omar Khan, so of let's course. put him here first. Sure. He he takes over for Kevin Colbert right after the draft. Sign Larry Ogunjobi, baby. Yeah, so he's one for one in my books. He might, <laughs> he, he might be an up-and-comer. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I really want Omar Khan to be named GM, so I'm happy. Been with the Steelers since 01. Um, this just feels like the Steelers are a machine that keeps on churning. Uh, they'll be fine with Omar Khan in charge. He he actually promoted Kevin Culver's son to being director of college scouting. They hired Andy Weil from the the Eagles to be the assistant GM. Like everything is coming up Pittsburgh, baby. Steelers lose points for taking too long to hire him in my book. But it was fun. We knew Colbert was doing. It was going to be Colbert's last draft because he wanted to be Ozzy Newsome and get his Lamar. And we did with Kenny Pickett, obviously. (laughs) Better athlete. So had they had they not hired internally, it would have been really stupid. But since they did, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. But that Um, was such an exhaustive GM search. Yeah, I I feel bad for like all the external people who came to interview. Oh my god, um, it looks good on their resume. That's what the NFL's been saying for years for these things. Um so yeah, Omar Khan's the epitome of the unknown. Yes. Even though he'll probably work out. Uh Dave Ziegler feels pretty unknown. For real. Yeah, I mean, we got one draft, but like I think he's like we said, he's going to end him in that plane as a cracker cuz yeah, I feel like it's going to be Josh McDaniel's fingerprints on this roster, right? Well, so Ziegler was like, although Belichick has GM and name in New England, like, apparently Ziegler was, like, the highest up front office guy. He was the director of player personnel uh, last year. But he kind of only spent one year in that spot. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, like, the Patriots did make some good moves that turned them. Like, Kendrick Bourne was a good signing last year. Mac Jones ended up being a, a very good pick. Like, he's been a he, – he, he did a good job in his few years at the top. Um, and it just, I don't know. I think him and Josh McDaniels are very much poised to, to your right, be the bland. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's already started with this draft class. I mean, they went on and got Devontae Adams. That's not bland. That's fun. But, no, that is fun. But the class looks very bland. But again, he didn't have too much capital to work with either. So he did a, he, the contract they gave Carr was a good contract too. Cause they had to sign him but it wasn't like uh sign our lives away to him yeah no that's for sure so you're saying he's an up-and-comer i, I like that take rob i also do appreciate the fact that they're they're like they picked up none of the options on mayox guys they're like josh jacobs like you're not the rb1 we're by committee uh they signed hunter renfro like i think he is off to a solid start like he hasn't done anything egregious yet the draft was a little funky yeah but they were in a weird spot just given the capital in which they had and the the 
previous high capital Mayock spent on bad players. And like the rosters playoff a bowl, if that's a word. And they, they extended Max Crosby too. Like they're taking care of the guys they have yeah. to. Yeah. Like they, they have made enough moves that if they weren't in the AFC West, I think a lot of people would predict them as a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing is like they have no cornerbacks. Overrated in this day and age. But, but uh, we'll get them. We'll get them. We'll figure out that during the season. So yeah, Dave Ziegler definitely the unknown. Um, um who else we got? Joe Schoen. Joe Schoen. Yeah. Joe Schoen, who feels like I think he'll be in the up and comers list next year if we do this again. Uh, agreed. <laughs> I hope we do, Rob. Uh, no, I mean it makes makes a lot of sense, obviously, with uh, Dable coming over, just bring Schoen over. That's that's. You know, that's hand and fist. That one's gonna work. I feel like the, it, it. Also, he didn't. He had two top ten picks, and like the way Dave yeah. Gettleman would have fucked it up, he didn't. Where he he went and just took the two best players available, both trench players, Evan yeah. Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, two of the most the, the the two most important positions outside a quarterback. They weren't in a position to get a quarterback worth a top ten pick. Daniel Jones, like they can live with him another year and then draft a, a top guy. Yeah, they're, they're it's in a all smart spot. The, yeah, they've he set it up really well. They've got the continuity between him and Dable. They like he was he was with uh, Brandon Bean, obviously, who I think will argue is a Super Bowl architect in a bit. Uh, he he was there forever as the assistant GM, like the right hand man to Bean. Um, yeah, I, I really think he. If we we're to say who jumps from tier three and lower into to tier one, this. I, I'm gonna put my money on him. Ooh, wait, wait, like in like three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, not next year. <laughs> no, that's fair. Wait, quickly before we move on, can can I hear more uh, the rest of the tier names again? Uh, tier. So this is we're in the unknown right now. Tier okay. five. Tier four is the chaos tier. Okay. Tier three is the up and comers. Two t- tier two, full confidence of the fans. Okay. So maybe a, a GM who you don't think's at the absolute peak, but like he's not getting fired because he's good at his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then the Super Bowl architects, GMs who who their fingerprints are all over their rosters right. and they can contend year in year out. Sounds good. Okay, uh, unknowns continuing. Uh, let's say Quesi Adolfo Mesa for sure with the Vikings who. I don't think he's off to an ideal start. Everyone applauded the hire when the Vikings made it. Uh, uh, a true analytics man, moving on from the old football man of Rick Spielman. Mm-hmm. Um, made some kind of head scratch. Like, wasn't a bad draft, I don't think, by any means. But made some, hmm, moves that I think the analytics favored, but a lot of other people were like, we sure? Uh, the trade back with the Lions, for example, a division rival, uh, to draft a safety in the first round. Yeah. And, and I think Lewisine's going to be a great player. And I, I, it's not the player that they took that I have an issue with. It's the trading back that far in like a 15-player draft and giving your rivals such a playmaker in Jamison Williams. And not getting a haul for it either. Exactly. It, it felt like less than we've seen. For most uh, years, yeah. Plus, they, they opt to bring back Kirk Cousins. Which I don't really have an issue with because, like, what else are you going to do type thing? Yeah. But I know that rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, so the jury's out. I'm really interested to see because it's such a different 
style of GM than Spielman was. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see where they go. And this, I, 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 I at least find this more of an exciting hire than the Ziegler hire. For, yeah, for sure. But I, it just, yeah, it's just a bit of a stumbly start. I don't know. It's just not even stumbly, just like not exciting start. Um, the uh, 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 another first year GM, the Bears hire Ryan Poles. And speaking mm-hmm. of stumbly starts, they go mm-hmm. from Ryan Pace, who's stumbly and bumbly, to Ryan Poles, who I think we all thought was a good hire at the time. Yeah. Um, and it just they don't seem to care about Justin Fields. So they bring him over from the Chiefs, and you're thinking, who's with the Chiefs forever? He was with Brett Veach. He was with Andy Reid. He knows the importance of kind of putting talent around your young star quarterback. Yeah, did a remarkable but, job rebuilding that offensive line in a single offseason. Like, and, then, uh, and, then, and then, yeah, they completely it, ignored the offensive side of the ball for the most part in the draft. Yeah, so then all, all Poles really does in, in year one – as Justin Fields enters year two, is uh, he drafts Velas Jones in the third round, mm-hmm. which I think Velas Jones in uh, so many other situations in the third round would have been a fine pick, but this situation was strange, like where he's our, he's a 25 year old rookie who's primarily a yak slot guy, and and you just need like downfield threats for Justin Fields. Um, I, I like a big ball winner would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. They 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 signed Byron Pringle, who's like, that's your top three receivers apparently. Um, the way they handled the offensive line was really strange. They didn't do a whole lot there at all. They let uh, they they let James Daniels walk to Pittsburgh. Um, uh, I heard that Jatir Carter's apparently. Or sorry, not Jatir Carter. Braxton Jones apparently getting the, the first string left tackle snaps over Tevin oh, Jenkins. Man. Yeah. So things aren't going great. I, um, I will say Kyler Gordon like, and Jaquan Briscoe in a vacuum, good so, football players. Yeah, the like I don't think those are bad picks. No, me neither. I like where where you look at the talents of the player and the, where they were slotted. Like Gordon at what he was 39th, I think, yeah. and Brisk, Brisker 48. Like that's where those two guys should go. And I think they're going to be good football players. And I think they're really fun in this secondary. It's just the 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 context of what Chicago should be doing. Mm-hmm. It was a weird start for Poles. Like if Justin Fields doesn't hit, that just sets them back. It's a, I get, a whole nother rebuild, or the yeah, yeah. And like Fields showed, I think Fields showed enough as a rookie where he very much could hit. He could be one of the most exciting, aggressive downfield passers in the league. But when you get no offensive line around him, yeah, and, and just like C tier receivers, it's a, it's a tough sell. Well, like just to put it like like the offense around Fields. Was it pretty much of a, a disaster last year, and it got worse in the off season, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it did. No, it did. Without a doubt. Um, they should sign Will Fuller. Uh, like, I don't know, just take a flyer on yeah, someone. Why not? Flyer on a flyer. It just popped in my head. I like it. Uh, it, for for other unproven or sorry, the unknown. Is Terry Fontenot still unknown? I I think he's on the cusp between unknown, and I put him a little little chaosy. But I, I think because for, for the purpose of this exercise, I lean unknown. Okay, because there's another second year GM who I'm willing to put in the up and comers. Brad Holmes. Yes. Yeah. 
And, and, and whereas Terry Fontenot's second-year GM, but he is definitely not done enough to be there. And George Payton in the, in the up-and-comers, too, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, but Fontenot is not on uh, – hasn't had a draft like either of them. Hasn't kind yeah. of the, – the, the plan isn't clear enough for the Fal- Falcons where you can see it both with the Broncos and the Lions pretty clearly. Um, what, what is your argument for him for chaos? I, I just like you know what I mean. Like he's, he, he's just the Falcons yeah, are just weird. They're weird. You know, like, they trade I don't, Matt I, Ryan. They trade Matt Ryan. They they trade Julio when like just didn't seem like a plan. I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting him in, in just the unknown, but like you know, okay. take, not not I'm not criticizing the Pitts okay. deal, but starting a uh, pick, pick I should say, but starting a rebuild there and then doubling down on another big pass catcher. Okay, yeah, no, I like it. I, I like that he you've got him in the unknown. But the way Joe Schoen we think is going to trend to up-and-comers yeah. next year, you think Fontenot trends to chaos next year? Chaos or, like, maybe eventually uh, the, the the playing division. I don't even know if he's playing because, like, you're yeah. right. And he, he's taking 6'5 pass catchers and yeah. linebackers who don't know how to play linebacker but are freak show athletes and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Like, it, it's at least it, it's bold. It's bold yeah. and it's entertaining. Um. Okay. Anyone else for the unknown? I think that's it. Uh, we, I think we hit everyone, right? Ziegler, yeah, so. Shown, uh, Khan, Poles, uh, uh, Adolfo Mensa, Mensa, and, that's, and Fontenot, and Terry Fontenot. Yep. Okay. Cool. Good work. Into tier four, the chaos tier. Who's the number one chaotic GM in the NFL? It's, it's a good question. Uh, I gotta wait. Hold on. I'm. The number uh, – I don't know. I think the number one chaotic <laughs> GM is probably Jerry Jones. But I don't know where to put Jerry Jones in company. I, I also have it written down as Jerry Jones in brackets, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, because I think yeah. they kind of – see, like if Will McClay was the GM, I would put full confidence of fans, mm-hmm. but it is Jerry Jones, so it's kind of weird. I, I – I'm here for putting him in the chaos because, okay. like, Jerry Jones is ultimately like McClay, McClay uh, is the the one who's um, in charge of kind of uh, drafting, mm-hmm. and he's doing a good job there. Yeah, but Jerry's the one hiring Mike McCarthy. That's chaos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I don't know, like the way he operates. Is very chaotic. That's just kinda... he seems he Jerry's the type of guy who go, he goes in the office. Uh, he he goes up to Stephen and Will and, and, and he, he says, "I got a gut feeling. We, we we just we absolutely need to to draft a, another receiver or that that's actually probably too watered down. <laughs> we absolutely need to draft this Chauncey Golston kid in the third round. <laughs> yeah, no, we have, to, we have to. No." I just heard there's a six four corner at Oregon State, boys. We need to draft him. His <laughs> name's Nashawn Wright. He doesn't know how to play corner, but we need him. Um, how much you want to bet that uh, KJ is going to be a Dax Prescott this time? Uh, Dax backup this time next year. Pick Suey, baby. You're gonna take him that's too a, high. That's a good. That's a good bet. I like that. That <laughs> that third round. <laughs> I'd, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, so Jerry Jerry's chaos because Jerry's had success. The success has run its course, but they're still the Cowboys. They still have good players on their roster. Like theoretically, this should be a Super Bowl team. Micah Parsons 
had arguably the greatest rookie season ever. Um, and, and, and yet Mike McCarthy's in charge. They, they, I don't even know if we're confident they can win the, the division and they should. Yeah, they should. They, also, so. like I feel like right now is like the quietest cat. Like usually the Cowboys, they're just always in the fucking news. I know it's because they're America's team and, you know, ESPN just loves talking about them, but I feel like, they're, they're they're too quiet right now. There's something something's gonna come, and that, I feel like that's how you know they're a chaotic team. Baker Mayfield's gonna be a cowboy. <laughs> there you go, baby. The other GM who came to mind for me when I was putting chaos tier together was Mickey Loomis. <laughs> okay, I, I you don't think he's got the full? Uh, he is chaos. He's chaos personified. I, I so so I think B B K one. He has the full confidence of the Pelicans fans. Yes, they just yeah. made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Willie Green was a great head coaching hire, but the chaos of he seems to have operated in a way in which, with Sean Payton gone, he thought, yeah, let's just hire Dennis Allen. Like everything will be fine. Like it's gonna keep on churning the way it churns. They like refuse to go into a rebuild mode. They just keep spending, uh, like. They, they kind of operate in a way where they think they're a contender. Yeah. When they're definitely not a contender, but they're they're too good to tank. So they're in this weird purgatory. I almost think Mickey Loomis should have his own tier to to himself. That well, that's that. When I first made Chaos tier, that that was for Mickey Loomis. <laughs> but you're right that Jerry Jones should be in it. <laughs> no, I mean they're in such a weird spot. I. I don't know, like how much how much faith do you have in in whatever the quarterback room is to get them to the playoffs? But they're the rest of the roster is they pretty have good. Yeah, they have a great defense on paper. Yeah, the offensive line is. I mean, obviously they lost Armstead, but it's still rock solid. Like I, I that's weird. I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I, I like. I feel like the Saints are either gonna, you know, be a sneak playoff team or just absolutely crash and burn somehow. That sounds like chaos to me. And that sounds like chaos exactly. And like the way they they just seem to act as if there, there's no repercussions to spending money yeah like it's been... so weird the fact the, but but at the same time they let Teron armstead walk mm-hmm. yep. and then they draft big stinky drafting big stinky is chaos that's a good point <laughs> okay i like it um is this where nick nick is going or yeah i, th- I think i think casario's gotta be here it's just like the i don't think there's any other word to describe the texans Handling well, I mean, of everything. Right. And just looking at, like, like if you wanted to put him in the unknown, I, I kind of think he's above the unknown slate. Like, Davis Mills was a good pick. Yeah. Like, he's, they, he's the were, king of chaos. Um, they were, yeah, exactly. He's just going to fire and hire whoever he wants. He doesn't know who he wants as his head coach. Like, is pure chaos. He's just signing all these guys to veteran minimum contracts. They just have so many warm bodies on this roster who I don't know if they're good at football or football or not. Um, but, like, smart moves, too. Like, Brandon Cooks was a good pickup. Yeah, it was. Um, like, bringing in Mario Addison, I think, makes a lot of sense. Like, Malik Collins, Jerry Hughes, like, they're picking up weird veterans. The, they, they seem to, like, be unsure of what they're doing. But at the same time, like, they didn't overdraft a quarterback. They're, they're smart. They're going to see what they got in Davis Mills and then maybe draft one next year. Like, they they, um, they take a guy like Jalen Petrie, I think, was a really strong pick. They take a guy like Damian Pierce, another really strong pick. Uh, it's super weird, and I'm kind of here for it. I mean, outside of Davis Mills last year, like, there was nothing worth watching on that team. On, when that defense was on the field, uh, Cooks, but... 
no yeah i mean i mean like for like our show purposes you know what i mean like okay cooks is good but like what is brandon cooks really going to bring to this team that's not going to sniff the playoffs for years you know what i mean i'm not, not criticizing but, them having brandon cooks but of course right. they should but i'm just saying for, for like I'm just, I'm just saying it adds to the chaos because like other than him like mm. it's just like it was like an island of misfit toys the rest of the roster outside of like cooks and then um, hey brevin jordan for a couple games and Brevin Jordan and Tunzel, like like outside of them, and you know uh, Reed was just like getting benched, like it was so weird last year. And yeah, I think he's he's. I like the rookie class too. Like the rookie yeah. class makes them a lot more watchable for sure. For sure, which is all I want. The Texans are watchable, but even going Kenyon like, Green fifteenth overall, that's a bit chaotic. Nothing is more chaotic than hiring Lovey Smith in the in, in yes. the year of our Lord twenty twenty two to to run your NFL franchise. After he couldn't get Illinois back he, to bowl eligibility, and like I don't know, it's just so bizarre. And, and, and they they kept Pep Hamilton as OC. I think that was a smart move. For every dumb move, there's a smart move. That's chaos, baby. I think if you were to somehow like the the yin and the yang, you know, like put the chaos and the and the the, the cracker division together, Casario lies in in between in the twilight world of chaos and. And old stalwarts and boringness. It's like it's. I think that's where he lives, and he loves. I th- it. I think yeah. I think he's gonna own the chaos too for a yeah. handful of years. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna go through two more coaches and then he'll be out the door, and that's chaos. <laughs> and two more coaches um, in the next two years. Yeah. Do you have anyone else who blatantly jumps out as chaos? Not really. Not really. I think My, those are the dudes. I have one question. What is Andrew Barry on this list? Do we just ignore him completely? I. If, I, Barry, I looked at Barry's name and I'm like, I don't. Were you with with how you have it ranked, uh, the tiers? I I don't know where to put Andrew Barry. Because I, I think anyone who trades for Deshaun Watson and hands him that money is a garbage human being, and like it makes me just not want to even talk about Andrew Barry as yeah. in, in in football terms. Yeah, like I don't want to call him up and coming. I, if anything, it's chaos. I guess. If anything, it's chaos. We'll just leave it at that. But like, I, I also don't also don't want to be like, oh, trading for Deshaun Watson is chaos. No, trading no. for Deshaun Watson just ain't like you're supporting a sexual assault, uh, uh, assault deviant. Like, fuck you. The money so was so much just, fucking worse than trading from. It, yeah, it, the, it, uh, it, yeah. Exactly. So should we just ignore Andrew Barry completely? Yeah. Yeah. Done. Okay. Moving to tier three, up in commerce. It's a big. It gets a little bit interesting here. Yeah. Do you want to start I, I with think, the guys we've already mentioned? Sorry, don't jump. Yeah, on I was here. gonna say off the bat, Brad Holmes and George Payton. Yeah. Patton, Payton. I'm not. I'm still not sure. It's Payton. It's Payton. Uh, <laughs> so let's start. Let's start with George Payton, who had I think pretty like strong argument for the best rookie class in his top first ever bottom. draft. Yeah, top to bottom, definitely. Patrick Sertain at the top lived up to to all hype. Everyone wanted <clears> to draft a quarterback or. Or Mika Parsons and Sertan's been amazing. Um, then throughout the class, everyone looked good, and then they looked good on the field last year. And then come into this offseason, he makes his big swing and lands Russell I, Wilson. I, I I like well first I like that he he didn't stick it out with Vic Fangio. He went and yeah. got his guy. And like yeah. regardless of what you think of Nathaniel Hackett, not I much. appreciate like yeah. But the GM goes and gets his guy. Yeah, and because the roster is shaping up to be very good because of his draft, what they retaining what they had and then trading for the Super Bowl quarterback. I appreciate that they're all in so quickly under Peyton. Like he's not yeah. he's not dicking around on this thing. You don't he wants see it to too often, now. you know? Like it's No, he he's an all in guy and they've got the parts. Yeah. Um 
even if Nathaniel Hackett is a bit of a Mike McCarthy floundering yes. coach, yes. Yeah. Mike McCarthy ended up with the Super Bowl because the, the, the Packers organization was run so well and they got that uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Yeah, I, I do really think – I don't know. I was going to say I think his tenure is tied to Hackett, but, like, I don't know if it is. If Hackett comes in and lays an egg – I, think, I don't think it is because yeah no I, I think they're going to be willing to move on is what I was yeah say. like if in two years they they make the playoffs let's say both times but they they, they go out in the wild yeah they go out in the wild card both times like Peyton's going to fire Nathaniel Hackett and find his guy that's yeah. kind of um and, and so I I think very much up and comer just because he's done so much in such a short time and it is a little unknown just because we don't know what Russell Wilson has left in the tank but. That rookie draft was so strong. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think, like, if you asked me a year ago, I would have thought Brad Holmes ends up in the chaos group because just because of Dan Campbell and, like, the chaotic energy that he brings. But Brad Holmes had another fantastic draft. Yeah, there's there's a very clear picture. I, well, well, one, I think Holmes and Dan Campbell have an alignment, which is yep. so important. Yeah. Uh, and there's a clear picture here. They didn't get jumpy and take a quarterback they're like fine we'll run with jared goff another year who cares and like jared goff is good enough where he's not bad enough to take away from us evaluating our players on on the field but he's not <laughs> good true. enough to play us out of having a top five pick like yep. he is such a neutral uh, type of quarterback um they had no receivers. They they straight gold on Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round. They trade up for Jamison Williams this year. They signed DJ Chark to a really, I think, worthwhile gamble deal. Yeah. They bring in Josh Reynolds, who's like the best wide receiver for in NFL history. <laughs> um, so true. Uh, they, they they hit on Panay Sewell, I think. Um, they, they get Aiden Hutchinson, so you've got a guy in both ends of the trench to build around. Yeah. Like, they clearly prioritize trench play, and I, I just like that you can see it here. Corners, they're one thing, but, like, even just looking at, at their staff, like, Dan Campbell hiring Aaron Glenn as the DC has helped them, their DBs play so much better than they should. Yeah, they're getting UDFAs playing pretty good ball last year. So, I, I, when they hired, you know, Campbell and Holmes... I really wouldn't have expected them to work so well together. I thought, you can go back and listen, I thought Campbell would be like, you know, this gimmicky, you know, old school, you know, we're going to we're gonna play tough as nails football and he's going to burn out quick. But you're so true. There's such a vision here with, with the two of them. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, the Detroit Lions rebuilt. Yeah. Other up-and-comers. Uh, who we got? You, you, you know what I wanted to ask you is I don't know what to do with John Lynch. I would say John Lynch is just in that like you know the the trust group. Okay, because uh, part of it is I think Shanahan has final say over Lynch. Yeah, he does. He does. And then you just don't know because of the Trey Lance like Trey Lance is unknown right now. Okay, so we'll save John Lynch. Um, uh, we got Joe Douglas here. Joe Douglas is Joe Douglas. I guess he does. He isn't like this. Is the only place I can I'd put like, him. Yeah, yeah, because he, he's he's done the. Obviously, it's all tied to Zach Wilson, but he's done the most he can otherwise. And like they're doing an interesting job. They're fi- like <clears throat> he's got two bang him up running backs now. Like 
they 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 get Garrett Wilson. They've got kind of, they sign CJ Uzama. The two things with him are: is Zach Wilson going to be good? And is Makai yeah. Becton going to be in shape? Because if he is, like that was a good pick, but he just hasn't been. But I don't know. Like their offensive line could be really really interesting. Um, their 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 front seven's really fun. If they, if they, they've, yeah. they've 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 done a good job. Like Joe Douglas has done a good job adding players at every position group. Yeah. Uh, both through the draft and through free agency. So I don't. I think if it, <laughs> they signed CJ Mosley, it hasn't worked out because he's been hurt slash yeah. opted out that one year. But yeah. Um, I think if Joe Douglas it doesn't work out with the Jets, like Joe Douglas is going to rebound quickly. I think he's gonna find somewhere else where it could work out down the road. At yeah. Least. Now let me ask you this: If it crashes and burns with Zach Wilson. Is Douglas out too, or or can you see him making it to another quarterback rebuild? Like, I, I mean, like if every other position is good, like Robert Sulla's building a strong defense, and it really is just truly Zach Wilson stinks. Like Lafleur's doing everything he can to scheme up around it, and it's just not working. Yeah. Like maybe they do kind of get a another chance. I think so too. I I, I, think I mean, the, the track record looks good enough. The, the uh, roster a, looks good enough. There's a tier one GM in this that we're going to talk about in a bit who it seemed like he was doing a bad job and they just came off a Super Bowl victory. So sometimes it's good to give your GM a long leash if, if they're building towards something and it's just yeah. certain things aren't playing out the right yeah. way. I will say one more thing about Douglas. It seemed like you know the Jets were in on all these big wide receivers that are moving this se- this offseason and they couldn't land any of them. But I, like I think some fans might make that an indictment. But like you got you got Garrett Wilson in the draft more than deservingly of where they selected him. Elijah Moore had glimpses of greatness last year. Corey Davis hasn't quite worked out yet, but, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that's such a huge, like, indictment of Joe Douglas at all, if anyone yeah. wants to say that. Okay, I actually have a question. Does, do you have your full confidence behind John Schneider? The, the the team is in such a fucking weird place right now. Is he? Does he deserve to be on the chaos here? Maybe. I don't know. But like you have final say there because you know John Schneider more than I ever will. I don't but know. That, just I, something I, popped in my head. But I guess being I don't know means it's so weird too because he's coming off such a good draft class. It's like I, my confidence is back in, but the Russell okay. Wilson stuff is such a fucking disaster. I I don't know. I don't know. Plus, it's all Pete Carroll's say, really, right? I know. So how confident are you in Pete Carroll? Kill- Carroll. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> should should we, John, should we go back and put John Schneider in the chaos tier? I think he's the last of of the the trust tier. Is Mickey Loomis a better GM than John Schneider? They're similar. I feel like they're similar. That's a good question. John Schneider hasn't been running a C- uh, basketball team. <laughs> well, if they had one, he would. The Sonics moved. I, I think. Ugh, yeah, Joni Allen should have let him run the the Trailblazers. I think now that now he's lost his chance. Wait, they haven't sold yet, have they? No, not yet. There you go. Maybe that's the way Bill to save the, the to Blazers. Yeah, he should. I don't know. I, I think I think Mickey and and Schneider are pretty close. Okay, if you're not gonna put him in chaos, then we can move. There's no one else for up and comers though, right? Uh, I don't think so. And everyone else is pretty like well entrenched. I think here that they're full confidence if they're not tier one. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think I think you're good. Okay, so yeah, you're not putting Schneider Chaos. I'm gonna put him the last of the trust. You trust him? 
I still trust John Schneider to evaluate players, yeah. Okay. He's full confidence of the fans, then. <laughs> I feel like he's another guy. Like, him and Mick can either own tears. <laughs> they Fuck do? It, fine. We'll put it. We'll put him in chaos. We'll put him in chaos. Yes? Uh, yeah, let's put him it's in chaos. because it's trending that way. Like, if you asked us three years ago, he'd be in tier one, probably. Yeah, he would be. And But it's... I, yeah, the I fact like just... that Pete... Pete Carroll having final say is why John Schneider's in the chaos tier. Yeah, no, it is. And I think it's hard not to call him in the chaos tier when everything happened with Russell Wilson. And Also, I'm just thinking of like their history of LJ Collier. Cha- cha- chaotic first-round picks. It's, it's like chaos. Jordan Brooks. It's every year. Yeah, it's every year. But that it's funny, though, because like, coming off this draft, you, you, I think there's a bit of renewed hope with John Schneider. Anyways, we'll put I him in the I Kenneth Walker was a little chaosy. He was, but that's classic. That's Pete Carroll, though. So, just every bad moves Pete Carroll, every good one's Sean? Boom. You got it. Okay. Full confidence of the fans. This feels like the Tom Telesco brand. It is. Yeah, pretty much. We're like, Tom Telesco's job never seems to be on the line, but the Chargers never make the playoffs. It's, but, like, every year so we're true. all like, yep, yeah, if, if they weren't hurt, the Chargers are the coolest team in the NFL. Yeah. I mean... Look, you, you, when you have you land Justin Herbert, and there were so yeah. many questions about him going. I to love the draft. Tom Telesco. I, I think they're they, always they, our team, so of course we they, love them. They somehow, like Tom Telesco, hits on a lot of first round picks. Like, they, not I'm not I'm not saying every draft pick, but first round pick specifically. Look at the Justin Herbert, big time hit. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Like maybe Mike Williams isn't as great as you thought, but like you're not going to call that a not a hit. Rashawn Slater, I think we both love the Zion Johnson pick. Um, the 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 outlier is Jerry Tilly, our guy, but our guy, yeah. Uh, but, but I love the they, pick when they made it, so it's okay. And, and Ke- Kenneth Murray was a bad pick. Yeah. Joey Bosa. The, sorry, I guess I should say the first round picks he hits on are at important positions, and they they hit hard. The ones he misses on are yeah, covered are up by the positions. hits. Yeah. Uh, Derwin James, another big hit. Asami Samuel Jr. looks like a big hit. Um, they they make good free agent like fun free agency moves like at least J C Jackson's a fun move, um, the 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 Corey Lindsley signing was a really underrated signing, um, I mean he finds Austin Eckler undrafted. Yeah, that's that's a I feel like they don't get enough credit for that. He struggled with the head coaching stuff like getting the right head coach yes. in there. Yeah, but. He's good. I think he's got the confidence of the fans because he hits at smart, like at the positions he needs to hit at. If you were to rank Tom Telesco like one through thirty-two of where you actually put him, he'd be probably right here 16. after everyone we haven't named ish. So yeah. like that, like he'd be in the twelve to sixteen range, yeah, probably yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. I so feel that like, feels like yeah, yeah. I feel like people don't realize how long he's been in charge of the fucking Chargers. No, twenty thirteen, I think. Yeah, almost a decade. Yeah. Under 500 he, record, 500 record in the playoffs. Like, came from the Colts. Yeah, he's a weird, he's a weird GM, but uh, I, I like him. I do too. Um, yeah, he feels pretty obvious for this spot. I think uh, John Robinson that as was, well. That was the next one I was going to name. Yeah, where the Titan John Robinson's done a good job building up this kind of punch you in the mouth Titans team. Yeah. That like they they're coming off the one seed and somehow he like in a smart savvy way they're coming off the one seed and they're kind of doing this soft rebuild. Yeah. He's getting the new quarterback in the room, getting some running back depth. Uh, they trade AJ Brown, which like 
argue it one way or another. They trade, trade AJ Brown. They they draft Traylon Burks, and like it might not work, but you can see the vision of why you would do that. Yeah. They bring in Robert him. Woods, like to mentor him. He's so had the, some sh- strong hits. Uh, um, uh, like Jeffrey Simmons has been a big hit. Harold Landry. Yeah. Doesn't Robinson almost feel like Telesco, except Robinson found the perfect coach for their for their identity. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point because he is kind of like big swings, big misses. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Telesco's a little bit more like, you know, hit it, hit it straight down the fairway type, but Robinson will swing. And, yeah, but the Vrabel hire has obviously been the biggest. And I think, like, you know, if, if Telesco had that kind of hire, you'd see, you know, I got the win percentage. Telesco's just 475. Robinson's pushing 600. I think that's good. But they're both 500 in the playoffs. <laughs> but, but I think that's kind of like the, the difference. But, no, I think, like, they're aptly ranked back-to-back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that that coaching that one that one difference is a huge difference. Um, this also feels like a spot uh, uh, for John Lynch, right? Yes, yeah, we're saying where, this would put John Lynch too. Like he he, I put below Telesco and Robinson. Mm-hmm. But um, I, like, wouldn't they hire John Lynch? I mean, the, they're they're under five hundred since they've hired him and Shanny, which is kind of funny because of all the hype, but. When you, when they hired John Lynch, how much faith did you have in just that decision in a vacuum? Zero, and some like they've under the Shanny Lynch tandem, they've played in the Super Bowl and an NFC Championship. They've got the young quarterback to reset. Yeah, they they are they're another team where like they they find gems like Debo Samuel being what he become, became, George Kittle, um, bringing in Trent Williams, one of the that, yeah. Moves. And and I know he just retired, but uh, Alex Mack was a really great yeah. move. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, like Nick Bosa, you weren't gonna miss on that, but but then they do have their misses. Like Javon Kinlaw hasn't done anything. Brandon Ayuk's been a little up and down. Yeah, I mean, really though. Oh, like, I, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say like, um, like Fred Warner's another really great one. I feel like the interesting thing is that he, John Lynch is not going to stay in this tier. He's either going to move up yeah. or like, cause the, the way this franchise is trending, the, like Trey Lance is the future of this franchise. And if that pick does not work and some of the other like little, little like interesting moves they made, if it all just kind of crumbles, they're in such an interesting position. And I don't know, he could be, you know, that, that Super Bowl tier dude, or he could be out on his ass, but he's done a way better job than I would have ever expected though. Yeah. I would also put Chris Ballard in this tier. Yeah, I think so. And I I just want to know, but with the other three listed, where would you put it? Like, is Ballard above Telesco and Robinson and Lynch? Is he below them? Where do you think he is? I think he is – I think I put it – I think I put it in that, that order. Ballard, Robinson, uh, Telesco, Lynch. Okay. And, and with Ballard, it's like he is – they've just – I'm biased because I'm a Colts fan. He's my favorite GM. Um – but they've just managed to kind of hit everywhere except the quarterback spot. Yeah. And they just keep, like, instead of drafting because they want to keep contending, they keep bringing in veterans. Like, worked with Phillip Rivers to an extent, didn't with Wentz. They bring in Matt Ryan. I have really high hopes. Me too. Um, they, they, like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate the way they, they've kind of not wanted to take their foot off the gas with him uh, as the GM. Yeah, and I feel like, and, and I, I also think him and Reich are so very aligned. They are, yeah. 
Now, I would like to know, because like, we've already highlighted it. It all comes down to the quarterback position. How long do you think their leashes are? Do, do you think, I, I don't know, Ursay's a kind of a loose cannon, but... Do you, think, um, do you think like if this if they if they're clunky the next two years they're out or do you think like just what's clunky like five hundred ish? No, because because like they seem to I, I think Ursi he he doesn't seem overly reactionary. He's not, which, He's which not. is shocking. Uh, and they've got like got like they find they keep finding guys like julian yeah. blackman was a pick everyone criticized it's worked pretty well kenny moore they find undrafted like uh darius leonard's become a, one of the best off-ball linebackers in the league like ryan kelly quinn nelson you just continue to go through the list jonathan but, taylor naeem hines like the DeFor- trading for deforest buckner yeah but do you have as much faith in them now as you did like two years ago though i do i actually i think matt ryan's the right quarterback I do too. I, I think the quarterback position you feel better, but I think like maybe through the rest of the roster, I don't know. Maybe that's hard to say. I mean, Jonathan Taylor they nail too, right? And much to our chagrin, but I don't know. No, it's I'm biased here. No, I know, I know, no, no, I know. But I think the Colts are an interesting, you know, roster, and they they always have like their like their, every every Chris Ballard draft looks like a Chris Ballard draft. They have such yeah. an identity, and this was another one. I, I, I don't know, and they're always in like a solid spot. I don't know. Eventually, they're going to have to hit on a quarterback. Though. That's that's where. The thing. Where does Duke Tobin fall? Here, probably. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not really calling him a Super Bowl no, architect. Me neither. Just because the the no one has a longer leash than Duke, uh, who's the only technical GM in the NFL without the title. He's the director of player personnel. Um, but the like the Bengals just came off a Super Bowl loss, but the, they're I think one of the best young bright futures in the NFL. Is it but, bad that I still think they're a little fluky? I think they are too. I mean, uh, I love Matt, Joe Burrow. And I think he's got. Would you? He's not a fluke. No, no. And they just the pass catchers. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Would, would he? He and kind of once Marvin Lewis was out, Duke Tobin, I think, got more control and things started trending in a better direction. Yeah, yeah. Would you put him at the top of the full of confidence of the fans now? Uh, that of the guys we've mentioned. In in the way that the tier is phrased, yes, but would I take him over <coughs> the other tenant, uh, the other tenants, the other GMs we've named? Mm, I don't think so. I would take him over them all, but Chris Ballard. But I'm yeah, that's fair enough. But he's gotten a team to the Super Bowl, so it's hard not to put that out there first and foremost, right? Yeah, and I think he's coming off another good draft. Like, I don't know the the way it's they're they're in a funny position. It almost feels like. They're in a position that we see from other like leagues, like maybe like like a hockey team that like, like you know over over ex- um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like does 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 way better than we expect of them, makes a run. Like you don't see that too much in the NFL, and now they're in this funny uh, situation where like they have like the quarterback, they have the pass catchers around it, and they're just adding kind of like the pieces around them to actually become a Super Bowl contender. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. in an interesting spot. And like this, this the way he's moving forward, it looks extremely promising. It's hard not to say that, but like it's gonna be really interesting to see how he just fills out this roster. Okay, Jason Lights won a Super Bowl as a GM. Do you think he's a Super Bowl architect? No, but I think he's here. I'm I'm very confident putting him here. He's done a great job, but like he's another guy who couldn't get the quarterback position right, and he got lucky with Tom Brady, right? Like that's fair to say. Even though I think Jason Light's a really good GM. He also missed on on some head coaches. He, that that too, and then he landed. Yeah. He hired Lovey Smith, did he not? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and 
and uh, Dirk Cutter. It's that one he did for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember Hard Knocks. And uh, obviously, once they got Brady in the building, it became, I think, a little bit easier through free agency to bring in guys like, I don't know, Ryan Jensen, one of the best centers mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Nadoma uh, Kung Su. But he's also hit in the draft. Vita Vea. Uh, uh, Tristan Wirfs, who shouldn't have fallen, yeah. but uh, he was smart enough to take him when he did. Yep. Chris Goblin. Um, the, all those DBs. Uh, he just like kept they, throwing. He kept throwing the darts, and it worked. Yeah, but De- Devin at White, the same time, there, yeah. Without Tom Brady, and because of the coaching blunders in the past, like I, I do kind of Super Bowl architects. I feel like that. That is such a crown. Like yeah. Like where you have c- complete faith in a. Like if they continue jam. to be post Brady, if they're competitive, he's there. Yeah, agreed. That's a, I mean, look, they they, they were staring into the unknown this offseason, and then old Tommy Twelve walked on back into the lights, and they're all as right as rain. But like, they were really this was such a, but like, you, I guess you got to give them credit for keeping everything together, you know, so, re-signing Godwin, and but I don't know if Brady walked for real, who, who knows what we're looking at. But he, he's such a good job at, no pun intended, st- steadying the ship, right? Yeah. Where does Belichick fall? He's not He's not what he used to be. Is he still a Super Bowl architect? I don't know. I think it's the toughest tough one. one. It is definitely we'll come back, the toughest we'll, one. Okay, we'll come back to it. it. Do you have to have won a Super Bowl to be a Super Bowl architect? Or or, or on the precipice. Or Super Bowl Which favorite. Is, okay. I think to me that says Brandon Bean That's is Br- tier one. It's Brandon Bean, yeah, being tier one. Yeah, yeah. Is Howie Roseman tier one? No, I don't think so. No, would you put him tier one? I got, I I think I like Howie. I know everyone hates working with him, but just the constant like they're always they they bounce back so quickly. They make this head coaching hire. No one thinks is good. No one thinks Jalen Hurts is good. They make the playoffs. They have this incredible yeah. draft somehow. They trade for AJ Brown. He is the definition of all gas no breaks at the yeah. GM position. That's why everyone hates working with him. But. He has done such a good job, especially in the trenches. He understands the importance of trench play. Yeah, no, he does. I mean, but like you know, the, the he has won the Super Bowl, but it's like it's one of those like fluky Super Bowls. I don't know. I I think if you're gonna put him in this category, you put him at the top of it probably. But I I don't know. I, don't I, know if I see the, the issue. Yeah. So the, the GMs we have remaining are Brandon Bean, Bill Belichick, Eric DaCosta, Brett Veach, Harry Rosen, Brian Gutekunst, and Les Snead. I think you can argue almost all of them for either category. Yeah, that's true. So I think we have to cap how many guys we think are – like the architect, I think, maybe top five. That's the top five GMs. Okay. Okay. Um, I think Brett Veach might be full of full confidence – Simply because I think Andy Reid has final say. Now it's, I don't. It's fair, but that's hard to separate, you know. Okay, but what about Brian Gutekunst? I don't. I don't know about Gutekunst yet. Like that's a, he's a tough one. They're all tough ones here. That's why we're we're the the top. That's the pinnacle. That's why they pay us the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Gutekunst is hard. Um. I mean, it's, it's less need is you're gonna put him in the top. Bean, you're going to put him in the top. Agreed? Uh, yes. I, th- I think... I I might I, I might kind of think Eric DeCosta is the best GM in the NFL. 
okay, look, I, I Eric DeCosta has done such a fantastic job. I definitely do. I think he is realistically a top five. Okay, how GM. about this? I know what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna put Sneed and Bean in the Super Bowl architects. Okay. So we've got, and, and we said let, let's cap architects at five. Okay. So let's rank Belichick, DeCosta, Veach, Roseman, Gutekunst. Okay. Who would you put at the top of your list there? I, to me, it's hard not to put Veach, but like that's you're right. It's hard to separate them. Because I think, good. I would I would put DeCosta. Now, but DeCosta doesn't have the track record. Like I trust him. I fully trust him, and he's putting great draft after great draft. But like he, he, they missed the playoffs last year. Okay, we're putting Eric DeCosta with the full confidence of the, confidence of the fans. I, I think it I think, needs like, a little more time. I, I think that's fair. It's Ozzie New. He's it's still kind of got Ozzie Newsom's fingerprints on it. Uh, he's obviously been the right hand man to Newsom forever. He was handpicked to replace him. Yeah. Uh, Ozzie's still in the building, um, and, and Eric DeCosta's done everything to be in that tier one. But we we need to see maybe a little more consistency. Like, I, I, maybe if I had any pick of any GM in the in the league, personally, DeCosta might be my first pick. But because I trust him, but I like I their process. Yeah, because you like the process, but the results aren't there. And like you know, they had a bunch of injury shitty injuries last year, and I, like I trust him fully. But I I, I think that's why I got to put full trust in the fans. But he hasn't put on put together that Super Bowl prototype yet. You know what I mean? Okay, but now there's Brandon Bean. Now there's Brandon Bean, but he's but, knocking at the door. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, so we we got Belichick, Veach, Roseman, and Gutekunst waiting for their categories. Okay, you, you you give me the next one. I think Howie Roseman's tier one. Howie Roseman is such you know what really like it's almost like if we had like a upper echelon chaos that would be Roseman's tier. You know what I mean? He, like. The Eagles never quit. They the, just looking at this offseason, looking at what they did last year. He has a Super Bowl ring. He has the most improbable Super Bowl ring of anyone here. Yeah. And I know you can be like, "That's fluky," but Nick Foles was able to do that because of the players around them in the process there. And like they got N'Kobe Dean, they got Jordan Davis. They they understand front seven play. Like Devonta Smith's a hit. I know they've missed on some receivers, so they yeah. they 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 go ahead and they trade for a proven one, AJ Brown. Like I love that. I'm putting out Howie Roseman, Super Bowl architect. Oh. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna let you decide where the next GM goes, whichever you want to choose. Belichick, Beach, Gutekunst. Okay, let's let's be uh, let's be um, little little hot takey. Maybe not. And put Bill Belichick in the. Uh, yes, I agree with this. Yeah, not in the Super Bowl architect here, in the, nope. uh, in the full faith, and I'm sure he has faith. Everyone in well, there's still the Tom Brady truthers, it, in it, it, but I, everyone I else, say, yeah. Obviously, it's less. It, it, it was more recent, but like it'd be like putting Jerry Jones in the Super Bowl architects because he used to <laughs> architect Super Bowl teams, but he's yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Um, Bel- Belichick's got them contending still, and it's improbable. But like, look at. Look Bill, at their co- look at their coaching staff right now. Like something's up, something's weird. They have no coaches. Yeah, it's so. Joe funny. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are their offensive coaches. Like Mac Jones, I feel bad for him. I um, think the best they, way to put it is that Bill Belichick, he's right now, 
is a, is a much, much, much better coach than he is a GM. Yeah, and he's he's trending towards chaos GM. He is. But because time. he's such a good coach, it makes up for it. It hides his his lapses as a GM. But, like, you know, like, even, like, post, you know, post the perfect season before the return to the hey. Super Bowls, like, you kind of could put him in, like, that chaos tier too. You know what I mean? Like he's, Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I mean, Jason Light couldn't get into tier one despite having a ring with Brady because of Brady. So, like, you can make it work both ways a little bit. Like, you can. Bel- like, if we're tiering head coaches, I think Belichick would be tier one. But as yeah. a GM, maybe not. Yeah. No, I, now, I think now would you where, – where would you rank DaCosta, Light, and Belichick? What order would you put those three in? In faith, like, going forward from here on out? Yeah. DaCosta, Light, Belichick. So should I put Belichick behind those two? Sure, if we're doing it like that, sure. Yeah, Done. I'm cool with that. Okay, so we got Veach and Goody left. Um, how I, many? So how many? So we got what? Two spots left in the top tiers. Yeah. Okay, so they can go, they can go in. Do you think they both should? Gudenkunst is the interesting one to me. Well, I think they're both interesting just because Veach. It's like Andy yeah. Reid. Andy Reid has final say, and then yeah. with Goody, it's like, well, you had like, it's kind of like same as DaCosta, where you took over for one of the best GMs. There was a process. You didn't fuck up the process. And yeah. with him, he, he also has the kind of the light thing where you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. But I really like the way he's gone about building that team. Um, I love the emphasis on defense. I love, like, it, it feels like they just take offensive linemen post-round one and it works. Yeah, it does. Um, how much of that is Aaron Rodgers? Probably a lot of it. But So it's, it's kind of tough. Who would you say of those who's the better GM? I, I will – I put Feach. Because, like, okay. to me, you still come back to that 2020 class. I know that's hard to knock, but that almost feels like, all right, this is my, this is Gutenkunst's vision. You know what I mean? And Jordan Love is – Jordan Love. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I, I know he's been good. I still don't like that pick. He took jo- Josiah DeGuar in the third round. Like, Yeah. Whoa. He's about to break out. <laughs> like who's the best like the, the official Kamal Martin in the fifth John Runyon who was probably the best pick of that that group you know what I mean mm. that's it like, so that's do you it. think he's a Super Bowl architect or do you think he's full of confidence then I would put him full confidence personally okay because I would put him behind Acosta yeah I'm, I'm fine with putting him like but then would you like, put him this draft class looked really good but yeah it's hard like you said it's hard to separate the, 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 the Hall we of we also haven't seen these guys play yet the, yeah. this draft class yeah yeah no that's definitely true so I'm would you put him behind Light? It's hard to say because, I mean, Light's got the ring, but that, again, it, it's because of Tom Brady. It's it's kind of funny, too, because I feel like Light and Gutekunst, they're both, like, the way they've hit on some guys has been so strong, and they, yeah. they've had some funkier picks, but Light's got the bump of, I've got Brady, so it's been okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I think when you get to the top, it's interesting. You you got the final say here. I, I'm good. Okay, so we're both. You're with me on behind Acosta. Yeah, I'm personally yes, absolutely. I mean, putting, got I, Super Bowl, this is so. a little bit projection. I'm putting Goody after Acosta. I thought that especially that Rashawn Gary pick. I think's looking like a slam dunk. Yeah, and I think he caught a lot of flack for he that. He did. He uh, did. For me, even. So I'm gonna put him there. Veach, you want as the final Super Bowl architect? I would say so. Would you put him behind Roseman? Because I would. I, okay, I'm fine with that because of uh, the, the the track record. You know what I mean, and how he feels like he's doing it on his own. I think okay. I'm fine with that. And but then, like, yeah. Final question: We we already put 
less than Brandon Bean here. Is less Sneed the the number one Super Bowl architect? Is it bad that I put Bean over Sneed? My question to you is going to be, well, if we're saying we're hitting beach with the well, Andy Reid, yeah. I know Les Snead hired Sean McVay, but, you, I mean, well, Sean McVay, still say it. Yeah, and, like, the track record pre-McVay, like, you hinted at earlier, it looked like Snead should have been fired. Les Snead has been with the Rams since 2012. Yeah. Les Snead hired, hired Jeff Fisher. He did. But I do really respect the way he is just – they're like completely shifted his process find found this this hole in the nfl where you can just trade all your picks for good players who are proven he, he he's done it uh he found a, a super bowl winning quarterback all pro corner um like those are two of the most important positions he, he hit on cooper cop yep. he hit on aaron donald long time ago yep uh, it still happened. Like no, no, he brought absolutely. In, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like that's kind of credit to him. Is that like yeah, he did that in 2013. They they brought in Leonard Floyd. Like they bring in smart free agents. They they hit on these post top 100 picks. Um, uh, Ernest Jones had this like incredible Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. At uh, at some point, uh, do you think that the draft pick like it's going to eventually Bean come back to, to bite them in the ass, right? Yo, it will, but it hasn't yet. No, it hasn't. I think Bean has to win a Super Bowl before he can be crowned the top. I know, I know, I know. And and him and McDermott feel like perfectly 50-50 in their alignment. Yeah. And I know like he hit on Josh Allen. He he signed Stephon Diggs. He he just, he hits on all these defensive players. Um, just the way they build makes so much sense. They don't like they're the Super Bowl favorite for a reason, but they haven't done it yet. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do without Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean they got they got a national championship winning offensive <laughs> coordinator Ken Dorsey, and don't forget Joe Brady's the QB coach. <laughs> Let's say okay that you're right. Uh, wait, in, the, in my final argument, guess who their tight end coach is? Uh, I have no idea. Rob Boris. <laughs> Sick. Okay, that's the old Rams OC. <laughs> I think it's me. Oh. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do without Dable. I feel like it's it's a very underappreciated storyline right now. Agreed. Agreed. I'm gonna put Sneed one though. Fine. Fine. So Sneed, Bean, Roseman, Veach. I'm a less Sneed hater though. I'm gonna throw it out there. Not not that's acknowledging that he's smart. very good, but I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Full of confidence. Full confidence of the fans. DaCosta, Gudekunst, Light, Belichick, Tobin. Ballard, Robinson, Telesco, Lynch. Look, sounds good. You don't actually care. Sounds good. Okay, fine. For the chaos tier, though, I put John Strider at the top. Yeah, as he should be. And then Mickey Loomis, then Jerry Jones, then Nick Casario. That yeah, that's, <laughs> it's funny to put Casario with those guys because like you know they've they've done it, but yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Everyone else in the category is a Super Bowl ring, and Casario's teams have won like. <laughs> But he can't. Games. He can't go anywhere else. He can't. He is chaos. Nick Casario is my favorite NFL GM. 